We've learned the saying of the Talmud in Megillah. Hakol olin the minyan shiva. Everyone counts towards the quorum of seven, called up on Shabbat. Va'afilu katan va'afilu isha, even a child and even a woman. Aval amru chachamim. But the sages say, Isha lo tikra batorah mipnei kvot hatzibur. A woman shouldn't read from the Torah because of kavod hatzibur, respect for the public. And in the last episode, we gave various examples of kavod hatzibur as it's articulated in the Talmud or in the codes. We talked about a shaliach tzibur, a prayer leader who was too young to have a full beard. We talked about a Torah reader whose clothes were ragged. We talked about rolling a Sefer Torah from one place to another place to carry out two readings while the congregation hung around and waited. And we talked about a Sefer Torah, a scroll, that did not carry all five of the books of the Torah. It Perhaps it only contained one or two of the books, but not all five. And... Any of these situations, according to the rabbis, constituted a lack of kavod hatzibur, an infringement of the dignity or the respect for the public. Of course, we didn't answer the question of why a woman's Torah reading should infringe kavod hatzibur, respect for the public. And that is a subject of this episode of the podcast. We're going to begin with Rabbi Yehuda Herzl Henkin, a modern halachic authority, tragically um, passed away just a couple of years ago. And he writes in the journal Tradition, which is an America, the, the house journal of the rabbinic, or the rabbinic Council of America. Rabbi Henkin writes in Tradition as follows. I have written based on Ritva in Megillah 4a and Rabbi Avraham Minhahar in Megillah 19b, who explain it by reference to a curse on those who have not learnt, that kavod hatzibur, that is the dignity of the public, the respect for the public, refers to the dishonour of a community which lacks males qualified to read from the Torah and is forced to rely on women. For Rabbi Henkin, basing, basing himself on the Ritva in Megillah, Kavot HaTzibur, as it relates to a woman's Torah reading, means refers to a situation in which a woman is called upon to read because the men are illiterate. Let's try to explain this by having a look at the Ritva himself. But in order to study the Ritva, we need, first of all, to look at the passages in the Mishnah and in the Talmud, which the Ritva is going to mention. The Mishnah in Megillah chapter 2 Mishnah 4 declares 
parallel in some way to our statement in the Talmud, anybody can be called upon on Shabbat. Anyone can be among the seven called up on Shabbat. The Mishnah says, Hakol kasherin likrot et ha megillah. Everyone is kasher to read the Megillah. Everyone can read the Megillah. Except for a deaf person, an imbecile, and a minor. These are categories of people who are not fully obligated, who are not fully included in the command to read the Megillah. But other than these categories, anybody in principle can read the Megillah. And the Talmud goes on to say, in Arachin on page 2b, what do the statements, everyone's obligated in the mitzvah of reading the Megillah, and everyone is kasher to read the Megillah, add? What do these statements teach us? And the Gemara answers its own question, nashim. They add women. They make clear that women are including, included. Vekida Rabbi Hoshua ben Levi, following the opinion of Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, who said, Nashim chayavot b'mikram megillah she'af hen hayub otohanes. Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi said, women are obligated in the mitzvah of reading the Megillah as they too were part of that miracle. And the Ritva then says, and since we hold like Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, that women are obligated in the reading of the Megillah, the Chevan, the Kaimalan, Kida Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, the Chayavot, because they are obligated. Af Motziot. Women can even make men fulfill their obligation. In other words, in principle, a woman can read the Megillah for a man. Megillah reading is gender neutral just as Torah reading is gender neutral. But the Ritva goes on to say, Ela, she'ein ze kavod latzibur. It's not kavod latzibur. It's not respectful for the public. Vehein bichlal ma'ara. And they, that is the women, are included in a curse. It's not respectful for the public to be read to by women, and the women are included in a curse. What is this curse? Let's go to the Mishnah now in Sukkah. If someone has a slave, or a woman, or a child, read for him. The Mishnah here is talking about reading Hallel. And the Mishnah is talking about a situation, actually, where there is no adult available in the community to read Hallel. If an adult reads Hallel, Im gadol, If there's an adult reading for the congregation, the congregation repeats Hallelujah. There's no problem with an adult reading for the congregation. But if someone has a slave or a woman or a child read Hallel for them, he must repeat after them what they say word for word, i.e. he treats them almost like a tape recorder. They say a word and he says a word. 
And the Mishnah continues, Utahilo ma'ira, and a curse be upon him. The Bartanura, the classic commentator on the Mishnah, then explains, Utahilo ma'ira, there should be a curse on him, Shelo lamad, for he did not study. The Ritva and Rabbi Hankin are saying, Somehow, in the time of the Talmud, for a community to call upon a woman to read from the Torah for them suggested that the men in that community could not read. And of course, we need to remember that in the time of the Talmud, to be called to the Torah meant to read one's own portion. Today, someone who's called to the Torah just recites the brachot. But in those days, they had not only to recite the brachot, but also to read. And of course, it is not easy to find enough people. The halacha demands seven different readers on Shabbat. Torah reading is a communal activity. It's not a solo activity. Seven different readers are required. And it's easy to imagine a community in which it might not be possible to find seven readers. And it might be necessary to rely on a woman. And the Ritva seems to be saying, gosh, there's something slightly embarrassing about a community that doesn't have seven men who know how to read. Just as we discussed in the last podcast, there's something embarrassing about a community where the Torah read is not dressed properly or the Shaliyah Tzibor isn't old enough to have a full beard or perhaps the Sefer Torah doesn't contain all five books of the Torah or we need to keep the congregation hanging around while we roll the Sefer Torah because we, we, we can't take out two Sifrei Torah for two different Torah portions. There's something embarrassing about a community in which the men are illiterate. And perhaps some of that will resonate today. And if we think about, you know, the embarrassment of having to say, gosh, I haven't brought my glasses today. When we're asked to read something, because to cover up the fact that we can't read, there's something there's something demeaning about not being able to read. And certainly for a Jewish community, not to be able to read. There's something grossly demeaning. So we can understand the Ritva, but we still need to ask, does that apply today? Does the curse on those who cannot read apply today? Because today, as we know, someone called to to the Torah merely recites the Barachot. They do not read. And as we'll see from looking at Tosafot, the fact that now we, when we call to the Torah, we only recite the Prachot, that is a, a concession specifically designed for those who are unable to read themselves. Let's have a look at the Tosafot. We're in Menachot, page 38. Umash 
Shematsinan, Shematsinu, Bamasechet Bikurim. Shehitkinu, Shematkrin etakol. Our current custom that the Shaliach Tzibur, that's the Torah reader, assists the person called to read to the Torah. In other words, the Torah reader reads for the person who's called up and just says the brachot. Our current custom is in order not to embarrass those who don't know how to read. And that is similar to the issue found in Bikurin when they decreed that a reader should read for everyone. What's going on? What is this issue in Bikurim 3.7? Well, the Mishnah there, the Mishnah Bikurim explains in the context of bringing the first fruits to the temple. The pilgrims would bring the first fruits and then they'd recite the declaration over the first fruits that's enumerated in the first couple of aliyot of the Pasha of Kitavo in Sefer Devarim, in the book of Deuteronomy. This is this declaration is pilgrim's de- declaration. Arami or Vedavi, my father was a wandering Araman. This is actually the first real prayer that's written out in the Torah. And pilgrims who would bring the first fruits offering would recite this prayer in Hebrew at the altar. And the Mishnah says, At first, everyone who knew how to read would read for themselves, i.e. they'd recite the declaration for themselves. Well, if someone didn't know how to read, they would find someone to read for them, i.e. they'd get someone to read the words for them, and then the pilgrim would just repeat after them word for word. What happened? Nimna umilavi. People stopped bringing the first fruits. Why did they stop bringing the first fruits? Or well, people who didn't know how to read were embarrassed. And the rabbinic tradition in general is inclusive. The rabbis are always trying to include in mitzvot. And the idea that people will stop bringing the first fruits, they'll stop fulfilling a mitzvah from the Torah because they're embarrassed about not being able to recite the declaration. That is viewed with horror by the rabbis. And so the Mishnah continues, Hitkinu she'yehuma krin et mi ve et mi So they decreed that someone else should read out the words and the pilgrim should then repeat word for word. This procedure for the illiterate should be carried out both for those who did know and for those who did not know. In other words, in public, we would make no distinction between the learned and the unlearned because we want everybody to be able to come and fulfill the mitzvah. And it's the same for public Torah reading. So perhaps originally, there was a curse on the unlearned. The Bartanura says there's a curse on those who did not study. But once it becomes apparent to the rabbis that people who do not study will not come to shul if they're called upon to embarrass themselves, once the rabbis understand that this stops people coming to shul, they decree that a Baal Korea professional Torah reader will read 
both for those who know how to read and for those who don't know how to read. In other words, the illiterate and the literate and the illiterate and the literate will be treated absolutely equally. The question of public embarrassment about a community that doesn't possess seven competent Torah readers is therefore moot. Since the time of the invention of the Baal Koreh, since essentially Tosafot, since the 12th, the 10th, 11th or 12th centuries, there has been no embarrassment to the community from not having competent Torah readers. So the question of Kavot HaTzibur is moot. Gosh, we need to investigate now two things. First of all, even if the issue of Kavot HaTzibur, respect for the public, is not moot, might a woman be called upon for an aliyah without reading? That is a subject of the next episode of the podcast. And then, if we did take the view that Kavod HaTzibur was an issue today, which it seems not to be, might the public have the right to set aside its respect? Might the public have a right to decide what is respectful for it? That will be the subject of the episode that follows. Mm-hmm.